How's it going, everyone? Welcome to this edition of Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. I'm JB Long, and it's great to have the band back together coming off a win. DeMarco Farr, Erica Tamposi, and back from parts unknown, Maurice Jones <laughs> Drew, to tell us about uh, all his travel excursions that have transpired since we've seen you last, Maurice. Yeah, guys. Uh, first of all, I was in the coldest place on earth in Buffalo, New York. Uh, then shot over to Green Bay to do Monday night, which was not warm. Then shot from there to Pittsburgh and almost and got stuck in the airport sat or Sunday morning. So I ended up missing the game wow. because of all this weather. So and then I had to drive down from the Bay Area this morning because all the flights in the Bay Area were canceled coming to L.A. And as you could hear, there's gardeners like <laughs> cutting trees outside of my place. So it's just it's just hey, it's holiday season, man. And we're just going to keep rocking with it. A belated Merry Christmas to you. Uh, you picked a tough one to miss, Maurice. Did you happen to see the score at any point along those travel woes? Well, I was on the plane uh, flying back, watching. Luckily, the plane had television, live TV, so I was watching it screaming um, because I was like, what is going on? Am I the problem? That, is it me? That, I don't show up, and all of a sudden, 51 points? Are you does, kidding me? It does feel like, DeMarco, we've stumbled on a formula. Like, Maurice, travel disaster. Erica, fancy pants. Green Christmas blazer. For green me. jacket, yes. What so are we you bringing to the equation? We have to replicate all that. So we have to lose Maurice. Uh, Ricky's got to bring some pants. And you got to keep wearing that blazer. Maurice, that blazer was fire. Wait till you see it. Have you seen that blazer yet? I haven't seen the blazer. It, look, all that's missing is a brim, but that's not that's not JB. But the jacket is fire, and it produced 51 points with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so we're feeling encouraged as we head to the new year. Uh, Sunday is back to SoFi Stadium. Next game, the Chargers, and then the finale in Seattle against the Seahawks. Erica, where are you at this stage of the calendar year and this stage of the Rams season? Personally, I don't really know where I'm at. Um, but professionally, no, this, this has been great. This is a really fun, you know, two, the last two of the three games, even against the Packers, there was some fun stuff happening. Like, I'm feeling really good. We sent, you know, Rams fans home super happy with the last home game of the season. The Chargers are probably going to be resting a lot of their starters, potentially. Ooh, it's kind of up in the air that way. Like, I'm feeling like this new year, just bringing on 2023, you know, Baker had an incredible game. The offense played well. The defense played well. Like, why not go into SoFi and show them whose house it is? And DeMarco, even in the depths of a tough season, even teams that don't have winning records almost always put together a complete performance, one to really feel good about at some point during a 17-game season. Was last week that game for the Rams? Oh, man, a 50-burger. Of course you're going to feel good about yourself. And everybody played well. Defense played well. Taking the ball away. I think they checked every single box that we talked about uh, during pregame. Um, when you asked Ricky Hollywood where is she at right now, I'm at 5.1 happy. That's Cam Akers' yards per carry average. Um, I think that needs to carry over. Uh, he has been a different person, a, a remarkable player over the last month. Um, I think he can carry this football team uh, the next two weeks. Wouldn't it be something? Think about this. After all that's gone on, and I looked at the player counts, I think the Rams have played the most guys, the most players, like 80 players have played this year. If you can somehow get this team to seven wins to end the season, 
that would be a miracle. That would be exemplary. And I'll tell you what's going what's gonna to help you do that. Cam Akers running the football like he did against Denver. Do that the next two weeks, you'll finish with seven wins. Well, let's ask our resident running back. How do you evaluate the turnaround from the trade deadline for Cam Akers to where he is now? Well, I, I thought that Cam has always had this ability. He just had, wasn't getting the opportunities for whatever reason. And obviously there were some things that went along with him leaving. But once he started to get the opportunity, the linemen kind of gelled together and started to play together. You started to see him break some runs off. And to watch this on TV and obviously see some of the social media stuff with Sean McVay saying, this is the Cam that I know. That's the Cam that I saw coming out of Florida State. That's the Cam that I saw last year running against the Arizona Cardinals late in that year, running against the San Francisco 49ers in that last game. And so how can you bottle that up and get that going? I mean, he ran ran physical. He showed a burst. He had great vision. Uh, he was able – he fell forward all the time. And he gave what you always need in the offense, a consistent running game, a consistent threat to open up your passing game. Uh, and so to me, I, I was very encouraged and excited to see – what Cam Akers did. I didn't even know he was 5.1 a carry. You're going 5.1 a carry with this line. That tells you how special he can be if you can get that going. It would have been more than defense. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been more than 5.1, but the end zone stopped him a couple of times. (laughs) That dragged down his average. (laughs) Uh, Erica, speaking of that offensive line, you know the worm has turned when you're even winning appeals against the National Football League. Ode Abouche had his suspension overturned, so the potential to keep that continuity intact. They are playing their best football up front. Definitely. It was really exciting to see. And I think that allowed, like you just said, to, to see Cam Akers really get going. And, and he's a special player. He's going to make plays anyways. But it also allowed, you know, we saw Tyler Higby have the best game of his career, and now he's the franchise leading scorer for tight ends. And it's just there are – still these guys on this team and the ha- they have the star player this the star power even with their massive stars not out on the field so it's exciting to see you know the ball being spread out like that and that is all attributed to being protected and the offensive line holding up yeah defar one of the things we talked about on monday with sean mcveigh is the threat that cam Akers is once again in the passing game we all expected the rams to be dynamic with henderson and Akers. Uh, coming out of the backfield as part of maybe a five-eligible distribution. And it's especially relevant this week, I think, as you prepare to face Austin Eckler, who does it as well as any back in the game. I mean, his receiving numbers are truly prolific, especially the last couple of years. We saw some of that from Cam Akers. When he gets in space on the checkdown game, which Baker executed as well as he has as a Ram, man, it looks different. Yeah, a couple things. Baker Mayfield getting the ball out on time. He was beating the defense to the spot. And I was going to ask Maurice a question about running backs. I hope you guys in film study on Monday, when a running back goes down on first contact, I hope his backups are looking at him like, man, let me get that rep. If that's all you're going to do with it, let me get that rep. But it seems like that's what Cam Akers is doing. He's making that first guy mess getting to the second level. But I was thinking about this, JB, this Austin Eckler and Bobby Wagner matchup. Uh, It's like an eighth grader playing a fourth grader in like tag. I can't wait to see this. This is going to be fun, right? When he's out of the backfield on those screens or those little uh, little, uh, uh, wheel routes that Bobby's got to get there and try to catch that little guy, that's going to be fun to see. But, yeah, man, as long as Cam Akers can continue to run between the tackles, run with with violence, with force, help your offensive line out. I remember talking about him uh, years ago. Um, his quarterback background helped him as a running back because he set up his block so well. We saw a little bit of that versus Denver. 
then we saw some special, some burst, uh, some physicality out there. So as long as he continues that, you'll see more out of Baker Mayfield. I know the Rams love the long game, but damn it, the short game is working right now for Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield. Uh, Not to extrapolate it too far, but you see Derek Carr get benched and kind of walk away from the Raiders this week, Maurice. And I just wonder about the middle tier of NFL quarterbacks, right? It seems like more than ever, you're either elite or you're not good enough to play. And I wonder what happened to that group between, let's say, 15 to 25, where you're clearly NFL starting caliber. And I think both Baker and Carr fall into that category. Um, But one's kind of trending down and is clearly either going to be released or traded by the Raiders. The other might have found himself or is playing himself into another starting opportunity in this league. Well, talking about Carr, first and foremost, I, I don't think it's him. Carr, to me, is a top 12 quarterback in the National Football League, and, and, and those guys aren't consistent. Uh, but this isn't the first time we've seen Josh McDaniels come in and kind of the franchise not go anywhere, and that, that's always a troubling thing there. Um, but on the flip side, you see Baker Mayfield, and you see how important it is to have a um, a backup quarterback or a guy that can play the game at that position uh, in case your starter goes down. Right. Imagine if Baker was your backup earlier in the year, you would have been able to run this offense. You had a quarterback that could throw the ball down the field, kind of stretch guys. I think Allen Robinson would have probably played a a bigger role. Right. Other guys would have been able to show up and make plays. And it shows you how important it is to have a second guy like it is to have a second running back or like a second left tackle or a second linebacker or second corner, whatever it may be. You need to have a comp, uh, a guy that's able to make those type of throws, and we saw that from the very first the very first game on Thursday night, where Baker came in and was able to stretch the field with his arm. And then every game from there, he's gotten better. He's gotten better. He's gotten better to the fact where all of a sudden against the Denver Broncos, we're not asking you to make that deep throw anymore because we've shown that we can throw it down the field. But you're doing you're taking what the defense is giving you. You're allowing the offense to be the offense and not force things, and it shows you how explosive this offense can be with the weapons that they end up when they come back and they're healthy. So uh, I think you're right. Carr, I think, will have a a bunch of suitors, the Commanders, Mm. the Jets, the Titans. Uh, One man's trash is another man's treasure, right? And and I think that he can take a team to the playoffs. We saw him do that last year. And and for Baker Mayfield, I think if you put him in a very similar system, like this McVay system, uh, where obviously Cleveland runs it, the Packers run it, uh, the Niners run it. I want to say there's a couple other teams out there. there are the, the Jets run it. He may be a guy, a candidate for the Jets as well. Um, he gives you opportunity to go out there and succeed if he plays the way he played against Denver, which was just take what the defense gives you, don't force anything, and let the running game kind of help you out. And, I mean, he had a spectacular day. Maurice, the only thing I'll push back on there, and I, I think our comment section or audience definitely agrees with you about the value of a backup quarterback. However, to your point, if he was the Rams' backup earlier this season, fill in the blank, well, then there might not be an Allen Robinson, right? Because that's going to cost you resources elsewhere right. to have a proven NFL backup of his caliber and of his price point. And so that's what's going to be interesting to see this offseason is uh, where the Rams allocate their resources and whether QB2 does become – uh, a higher compensated part of their equation. Uh, I want to talk about the late plan for backup. Oh, who said that? Say it one more time, Demarco. I, I don't know. Somebody said that. I, I, I don't think Baker Mayfield is playing for a backup role. Nor should he be. That's but that's yeah. But the other thirty-one teams in the marketplace are going to determine whether he is or isn't. And, no doubt. And if, yes. if Los Angeles is the best of the options that he has to choose from, I think there are far worse places to be, and he's probably realizing that with each day he spends in the Rams facility, right? Absolutely. 
Uh, Erica, where I wanted to go next was uh, the land shark, Kobe Durant. A, a game for the NBA and a player who de deserves to be on a National Football League field, looks like, more and more each week. How cool was that to see him come away with a two-interception performance in that 85-yard pick six? I mean, I love Kobe. He has been such a bright spot to to this team starting back in, in training camp. So I have like a personal um, love for him. I just think he is so phenomenal. And to see him come and get away with that, especially, especially that pick six, to see the rest of the defense celebrating him. I know Jalen Ramsey's been tweeting and posting about it. Like to just see that come together – um, was so cool. And also he reached speeds of 21.4 miles per hour. Like what the heck? Like that is insane. <laughs> that is too, too at well fast. We're there. This is too fast. This is someone needs to, to see what's going on here in the Rams facility because we've got a need for speed here. What is going on? That is insane. <laughs> Yeah, Brett Rippon had no chance of tracking that down once it was gone down the sideline. Spinning it ahead to Week 17 in this game against the Chargers. Justin Herbert is far from Russell Wilson. In fact, I think he's closer to Aaron Rodgers than he is Russell Wilson. It was pretty easy, I think, for the Rams' pass rush to knock Wilson off his platform, to knock him off his game, to get his eyes down. Uh, Maurice, from what you've seen of the Chargers, who are now securely in the AFC playoff picture, the weapons they have, and the quarterback that they have, it's going to be a different test for this defense. Yeah, I think it's a different challenge, but I feel like you have the pieces to do it. Kobe Durant having the game that he had allows you to do so many different things in that secondary. Uh, different guys rushing the passer and finding ways to get to the quarterback. Let's remember, Justin Herbert will get sacked. He likes to hold on to the ball. He likes to make the big throw down the field. So you'll have those type of opportunities. I want to say the Rams had seven sacks mm -hmm. against the Broncos. And so there's going to be opportunities there uh, to be had. You can blitz them with uh, Bobby Wagner. They don't have the best back, uh, running backs that pick up blitz. Now, Austin Eckler does a really good job at it, but he's a better threat out of the backfield. And, and to be honest, last but not least, the way Leonard Floyd is rushing the quarterback as of lately, it, it puts a lot of pressure on Justin Herbert to get out it to get the throw out quickly. So uh, I'm excited to see this matchup. Uh, Justin Herbert's been playing really well. He's turned the ball over some because he likes to hold and likes to take those deep throws. Uh, but this will be a great challenge. You have Mike Williams versus Jalen Ramsey, uh, Keenan Allen versus Jalen Ramsey and or Troy Hill or, or Kobe Durant. You have Joshua Palmer. Mm -hmm. They have multiple tight ends. So it's going to be exciting to see it. But I think the way this defense has been playing the last month uh, tells me that they, they have something in store uh, because they will. They are playing their old defensive coordinator. They are, they are yeah. playing – uh, some some guys that you have to compete with in the city for endorsements and different things out there. It's a chance, again, to see whose house it really is. And you're the visiting person in SoFi Stadium. So I, I'm excited to see this matchup, to be able to call this matchup finally. It's, it's been a long time, guys. I, I, again, I it's been hard don't, for me to watch. Don't get on any planes between now and then. But, yeah, oh, no. I, I don't know about you guys, but I normally skip my high school reunion. This this Sunday kind of feels like a high school reunion game, whether it's nice. Ashton Joseph Day or Morgan Fox or Gerald yeah. Everett or Brandon Staley. A lot, a lot of connections on this one, DeMarco. Yeah, you know, I, I am worried about that front, um, especially Khalil Mack, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. Morgan Fox is a game ruiner, and he has been their leading sacker for the last two weeks. Um, and Van Noy is a guy that can absolutely bring it. So that does uh, give me pause. On the other side, I am concerned about Justin Herbert a lot because Denver's offensive line is terrible. You saw it. 
Um, guys were just bleeding through. It was ridiculous what the Rams D-line was able to do against those guys one-on-one. This will be different. Uh, this is a battle-tested group with a really good quarterback. So uh, j- just getting pressure is not going to be enough. Uh, I really wish Aaron Donald was here for this football game because you got to get him on the ground. Number one, to get pressure. It's number two, to get him down. Um, and these receivers can get deep on you. They can get these outs on you. There, there's issues there. So uh, this will be a much stiffer matchup. But, yeah, man, um, I am thinking about the Rams or ex-Rams revenge games. There seems to be a lot of them over there. Um, guys, I, I, they couldn't have left with bad feelings, right? Or maybe they're just a little bit bitter because they didn't win the ring. But either way, it means well, a lot Sebastian, to them. <laughs> Sebastian got the ring. There's a couple other guys that yeah. didn't. I want to say – yeah, they're, listen. You always want a good. You always want to do well against your ex. Everybody knows. Of course, that. <laughs> of course. Who doesn't Demar- want to do good against their ex? Demarco, yeah. you said something that I want to clarify. Aaron Donald didn't play last week. I thought no, he was he just didn't. wearing. I thought he was wearing fifty-two. Just he just changed okay. the jersey. Let me say this: If Aaron was playing against that line, you'd been down to your four-string quarterback by the second half, no doubt. Let merch eat, right? Larell Murchison, oh, isn't that what we're going God. with? Okay, wait, let me say this. Thank God for bringing him up. Two sacks, two tackles for loss, and how many snaps, JB? Two and, I'm giving him two and a half sacks. I'm giving him a half, half sacks. sack. He's closer to three than two. What do you say, uh, so 18 let's snaps? Let's say three sacks, two tackles for loss. Maurice, are you ready? In 16 plays. 16 snaps. 16 wow. snaps, the, the, the dude balled out. Absolutely. So to Kobe Durant's point, how fast he hit, he's hitting his peak as a football player. These young guys, they're still getting better. So there's still going to be a lot left for him to improve upon. You see, it, you just see a part of it now. So the more reps he gets, the better he's going to become. Same with Murchison. Yeah, Russ, he's in the back end too, part of uh, three safety groupings, now established as like a back end of the season starter. That's been interesting to watch. All right, final uh, lap around the horn here. MJD, you can have the honor. Rams and Chargers, Week 17 at SoFi Stadium. Final thought. Well, I, I, let me go back to last week. You know, when you know when there's a coach, we always talk about this. When there's a coach that's dangling, it's your job to do your best and try to get him out of there. And I thought the Rams executed their game plan on all three phases in a way where that team wasn't ready for it. Now, the challenge is this week is this team has made the playoffs. Their belly's a little full. Can you go out there and execute the same way you did last week or even at, a, at another level and, and, and kind of show that, look, we're still the team here. And we'll always be the team. We're just a little banged up and getting ready for next year. But I, I truly believe in the, the we, not me, is showed up. And we talked about how it's been – it was going to be tested through all the injury and adversity they've seen. You're seeing young guys get developed. You're seeing young guys play pivotal minutes. You're seeing veterans show up and stay in it. I'm excited for what's what's to come, and I'm excited to call this game on Sunday against the, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. You rocking De La Salle there, by the way? I should have asked sooner. I am. Um, I told you I was coming from the Bay Area, man. I had to wear something that was cold up there, cold and wet. Yeah. Erica, you're on deck. Yeah, I just think going into this New Year's Day sort of feels, I don't know, like like it has meaning. It was like that big Christmas Day. It's our last home game. And now we're back at SoFi, but as the away team on New Year's Day. And I think it's a good time for reflection But I also think it's a good time to put the past behind us and look forward to 2023. And I think like we just said, the past month and everything that this team has gone through has really showed and showed this fan base and showed each other that this team can come together 
and still really give other teams, you know, a lot of trouble. And I want to see that New Year's Day, and I want to see that against the Seahawks the week after. And then I want to see this sort of grit and determination and hunger, you know, stretching through the combine and off season and all. I want to see use this momentum to really kick off 2023 in the best possible way. Yeah, that's well said. And really, it's the last four games that I look at. Sean McVay has been intentional about including the narrow loss to the Seattle Seahawks about the way that his team played with a commitment that I think is more in line with their standards. So three of the last four games, they played well enough to win and have won uh, two of those games. By the way, Tamposi, New Year's resolution person or no? I I want to be and I try to be, but I'm not. But I, I loved what Matt Gay said to you during Rams Revealed this week about like picking three words to focus yeah. on. And I actually mm-hmm. took that to heart and was sort of thinking about like three words that I would want to focus on. And I kind of like that approach. And I feel like I might adopt that into my, my New Year's resolution. Look at you journaling, getting introspective <laughs> at the end of 2022. Are you growing up? Are you a grown up? I, th- I don't think so. It's all a facade. It's all okay. fake. <laughs> Maybe one more puppy and you'll be an adult. Oh, you should man. think about no, that. No, 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 no. I cannot, cannot handle another one right now. <laughs> DeMarco Farr? Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Hall of Famer Derek Brooks. I think he's the guy that hears the appeals on on suspensions and whatnot, hmm. if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm wrong on that. But I think it is him. So thank God it's a guy like him that understands – what that was all about, and especially for Abushi. I mean, look, he's defending himself, and I, I know what the rules are, but sometimes common sense has to, you know, jump in there. So, uh, shout out to him, and shout out to the to the battle tested veterans like Havenstein. Um, knock on wood, um, he's been there from snap one to now. Tyler Higby, the greatest Ram tight end in in Ram history. I mean, uh, I keep talking about Jalen Ramsey. You can't get that guy off the field. Only one guy played every snap on defense. It was him. Um, so, and Bobby Wagner too, and welcome to the fight, Tutu Atwell. Welcome to the fight, Bryson Hopkins. So when Maurice said, we, not me, uh, is still alive, I'm right there with you. It was on life support. We talked about it with Sean McVay. They refused to let go of the rope and you're starting to see the horizon again through the storm. So, um, like I said, it would be awesome. Uh, you got to get through a tough charger squad and then go up to Seattle. But if you can finish with seven wins, with all the stuff that you've gone through as a football team, injury-wise and beyond, defending a championship, man, that would be exemplary. So uh, welcome to the fight, some of these young guys, but uh, I'm more impressed with the veteran guys that are still in the fight and refused to let go of the rope. Hmm. I like that. And Erica reminded me through uh, the point about Matt Gay that Cameron Dicker is another one of those crossover former Rams who was with Los Angeles uh, during training camp who's found a nice home with the Chargers and has had a great rookie season. Maybe we'll come down to the laces of the Chargers and the Rams kickers, respectively. Mm. Uh, Maurice, glad to see you back in warmer climates, uh, thawed out and ready to rejoin us in the booth. Everybody, wear your superstitious best to SoFi, yes? Carry I'll, I'll it wear my invisible cloak. I have the invisible cloak on, so it's like I'm not there. Okay, no pregame show, Erica, but make sure the pants are victorious pants, winning pants, please. They will be. Don't worry. Okay. And DeMarco, just be you. 
Just be me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Your your best is exactly <laughs> what we need and all we need. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. We will hopefully see you at SoFi Stadium, or you can listen to us on 710 and uh, on Jack FM here in the greater Los Angeles area. Two to go. Uh, Hopefully victorious ones for your Los Angeles Rams. And as always, Between the Horns is presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers.